Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Wallet Wisdom, a podcast presented by Lake Michigan Credit Union. If you're new to the podcast or have been listening for a while, Wallet Wisdom is a podcast designed around breaking down the ins and outs of financial aspects, as well as helping bring answers to some banking's more confusing and complex questions. I'm your host, Brett, sharing the mic with me again, the very talented co-host, Kelsey. Hello. Hello. And running the board for the first time on Wallet Wisdom, producer Paul, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, guys. You guys doing good? Dandy. Dandy. Good. Wonderful. Good. Well, we're going to have a great show, as always. We have the extremely knowledgeable Meg Dunn in the studio with us today, giving us some tips on uh, how to finance that four-bedroom, $250,000 home you've been dreaming of. Meg, welcome to the show. Thank you. How Excite- are you? I'm excited to be here. Thanks. Good. Good. Well, we've had a chance, of course, uh, for the last few years now that I've worked here uh, to work together on some projects and uh, your knowledge of mortgage and all things home related is just incredible. So we're really glad that you're here to help listeners break some things down for us. Well, thank you. I feel like you're setting the bar high for me. Nice. We'll go with it. That's right. <laughs> well, um, just kind of um, tell us a little bit about you and just kind of your history here with the credit union. And um, and yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, I have um, actually been in mortgage banking for about 28 years which is crazy. Um, I've been with Lake Michigan for the past 10 years, just actually celebrated my 10th anniversary here at the credit union. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Celebrated it during COVID time, but um, yeah. So it's been um, quite a progression and extreme growth for us um, during the last 10 years. I think when I started here, we had 12 loan officers and now we have about 115 that's incredible. And 12 seems impossible. Yeah, days. I know, doesn't it? I mean, it's like a, a small team for us is, is 12. And now, you know, 115 loan officers, you wow. know, with sales support staff, we're probably close to 150 in our sales management team. So just we've assembled an amazing team of people um, that represent us well in the communities. And uh, it's been so much fun. It's been a great ride. And anxious to see what the next 10 years brings. For sure. For sure. That's awesome. Uh, that is amazing to think uh, in 10 years, the amount of growth that's happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a, a different place it must have been. And then to see where we're at now, it's just uh, pretty incredible. It is. I mean, I remember when we started and you know, we'd close 30 million in a month. We're like, yes, look what we did. <laughs> and, you know, we have some days that we're doing that in a day now. Which um, is incredible. Oh my so it's incredible. And, you know, great leadership. Um, Eric Bragoon has been a great leader um, throughout all of this. And just, you know, assembling a fantastic group of people from not just sales, it's operations too. So it definitely takes a village. For sure. For sure. And I think that's probably a, a great point. There's so much that goes in to the mortgage process than just um, loan officer. And there's the people behind them that's doing a lot of work, getting things prepped and getting all the paperwork together and all the people that make that happen. So it's incredible. It is. I mean, it's, you know, the, the loan officers and the salespeople are really the face of the operation, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're a small piece of that. Um, we have a huge team behind us that, you know, we're seeing record growth and record volumes this year as most mortgage companies are. And it's, you know, our processing, underwriting, um, closing teams have just has just been incredible. They've That's been so putting cool. in a lot of hours, many of them still working from home and uh, couldn't do it without them. So 
Yeah, I'd imagine with COVID-19 and what we've been going through these past uh, few months, uh, it really has kind of shifted and shaped uh, the, the overall uh, landscape of how mortgage processing is done. And I'm sure that's uh, been really unique to see the innovation and how we can keep helping our, our members and listeners. For sure. I mean, it was, it was a quick process to get everybody home and, you know, people that were normally mm-hmm. used to working in the office and say, okay, we're moving you home. And um, we did that fairly quickly and we got everybody up and running and they did not miss a beat at all. Um, you know, we were shifting everybody home while recognizing um, unprecedented volume and they just did not miss a beat. And I think that um, we were actually very productive for for being at home and, you know, maybe even more productive in some of those months when, let's just be honest, what else was there to do? Right, right. No kidding. (laughs) Might as well close lungs. (laughs) Right. I mean, we were at home working and, you know, okay, I'll take a break. Maybe I'll make some dinner or I'll, you know, do some homework with my kids. And then it was back to working again because there was nothing else to do. For sure. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's been... Uh, a record-breaking, unprecedented year, and um, I think everyone's a little tired at this point. <laughs> right. Probably <laughs> ready for a break. I don't know if we see that coming anytime soon. Rates are still really low, and, yeah. um, you know, we're still doing a lot of volume. So, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get a break at some point, but not quite sure when that's going to be yet. For sure. Well, and, and you're being modest, too, because um, this was unscripted, this part, but I was just going to bring up something that uh, LMCU just uh, – had a chance to celebrate, which was our dedication to wanting to help those in our communities um, that may be um, suffering with COVID-19 and the repercussions of that with food and just the needs. And uh, we made a dedication that we would donate $50 for every closed mortgage during the months of July. Is that right? June and July? Really what it was is that it was, um, you know, we work a lot with realtors and builders and a lot of those businesses were shut down right at the beginning part of COVID. Mm -hmm. And we really wanted a way to engage them when their businesses opened back up again. And we wanted to engage them to work with Lake Michigan Credit Union. So kind of had some conversations as to how does that look? How do we do that? And we said, you know what, let's try and make this so that it's trying to engage those business partners back with us, but do good at the same time. You know, we're having a record breaking year. Right. And a lot of times that means, you know, increased income for the credit union. And we know that although we're benefiting, there's a lot of people hurting right now. Yeah. So we decided to uh, focus on food and security and we picked um, six different organizations throughout Michigan and uh, southwest Florida. And um, so what it was, um, Brett, it was for the months of May and June. May and June. So for purchase or construction loans, for new applications we took in those months, when those loans closed, we would dedicate um, or donate, pardon me, $50 for every closed loan. Um, Happy to say that it equated to about 2,200 loans, so about $110,000. Man, that is so cool. And and just to know that... Those dollars are going to really help people that are out there that are listening to really, uh, if they need support, we want to be a partner in that. So I think that is just uh, so cool. And what an amazing amount of volume in just two months. I mean, like you said, a little over 2,200 loans closed. It's just right. incredible. Right. So. And that was just the purchase and construction volume. I mean, there's still yeah. refi volume mm-hmm. that was tied to that. And yeah, I mean, I couldn't be more proud that we chose the food insecurity, mm-hmm. the stories that we heard while meeting with each one of these organizations was incredible. And, you know, they all pretty much echoed that, 
normally they have, you know, in their communities, about 14% of their population needs food assistance. And during COVID and even continuing right now, that number has risen to about 40%. Wow. 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 So people needing food for the first time, um, never having to ask for help. And uh, so it's humbling for many people and just great feeling. Then, you know, just kind of ties in with what Lake Michigan always tries to do is, you know, help the communities that we work in. Absolutely. For and, sure. and for those that are listening that may not know much about uh, Lake Michigan Credit Union, uh, we are absolutely uh, invested in our communities and with our philanthropic um, opportunities with nonprofits. So it's definitely a major part of our DNA. And uh, it's just another example of that. So that is so cool. Well, uh, talking about exponential growth and everything that's happened in the last 10 years, um, you know, as families are still growing, they are looking to expand into bigger homes and and, uh, larger homes. And uh, you're here to kind of help us uh, just with some tips of how to finance that that four bedroom, 250,000 plus home that, you know, people have been eyeing or dreaming of and uh, maybe just giving some practical advice on how obtainable that really is. Um, that, that's why we have you here. So we're excited to dive into that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, think about how we all probably reevaluated our home situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we were all locked inside, right? <laughs> yes. I I just bought a house maybe three years ago. So my whole idea is I've been seeing way too many projects I want to do. Okay. I want to blow out some walls. <laughs> I want to add an addition. I want to do all this other stuff. But my uh, my parents keep saying, if you're going to do all that work, why don't you just find a bigger or a home right. that you really want that's better and fits you better? So, yep. <laughs> you know, people wanting, you know, never had a home office before. Oh, I need a home office. Yep. You know, there's not enough separation. It's too open. I need more. You know, need a playroom yeah. for the kids. Exactly. So they're not so close. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I need places for the kids to be homeschooled. You yeah. know, all of those things. And so I think it really, um, you know, we were kind of joking around that COVID was going to cause people to either, you know, want a bigger home, right size. Um, hopefully people, you know, stayed married after COVID and they didn't need to find an additional home. Um, (laughs) Knock on wood. (laughs) Or, you know, people that, that, you know, their families grew during COVID. And so now we need a bigger home. (laughs) Um, So, you know, lots of opportunities for, you know, reevaluating. I personally, you know, during that time, my husband and I reevaluated and said, this isn't working for us anymore. You know, sent two of our kids off to college and we're in the process of building our, you know, our next phase home that's wow. going to be right-sized for what we're looking for for the next right. 15 years. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, uh, can you kind of help our listeners break down some of what those uh, ideas and some of those tips look like? Um, sure. And even like taking us through kind of the overall process of, you know, what they kind of need to be thinking about if this is the next step they want to take. Sure. I think one of the the big things is that people always think I need to have this huge down payment Mm -hmm. in order to buy a house. Right. And I think a lot of times that comes from parents because when our parents were buying homes, they needed that 20 percent down. Right. And so I hear many people say, oh, I want to buy a house, but I don't have 20 percent down. You don't need 20 percent down. Mm -hmm. Is 20 percent down great? Sure, because then you don't have to carry private mortgage insurance, and you might save a little bit. But you can do anywhere from 3% down to 20% down to to however much you might have. But down payment should no longer be the obstacle to buying a home. 
Yeah. And I think that, you know, saving a little bit every month, putting a little bit away, you can get to that 3%, you mm-hmm. know, fairly quickly. Sure. And um, so down payment really shouldn't be an obstacle, um, you know, depending upon your, um, you know, your situation, your demographic, where you live. There's even down payment assistant programs out there in different cities mm-hmm. that could help you with those down payment funds. Um, some of the down payment funds can come from a gift. So if you have some family members, things like that. Very so nice. really don't let that be the barrier sure. to moving into a new home. Well, and I wanted to ask, too. Um, so like you said, we don't have to necessarily come to the table with 20%. And like you said, there's options that can go all the way down uh, potentially to 3%. But is there kind of a sweet spot that maybe you would recommend to listeners that would be maybe that, that uh, healthy spot to like look at? Sure. I mean, I know the national average is around 6%. I sure. think the national average is 6% mm-hmm. down payment. Um, I think it really just, there's no one size fits all. Sure. Right. And I think you really have to sit down with a loan professional, um, you know, a loan officer from Lake Michigan Credit Union and, and just go over what your what your plans are. How long are you looking to stay in this home? Right. Sure. Is this just a transitional? Is this your forever home? Um, if you have funds available to you, do you need them for other projects, other, you know, education for your kids or can it all go into the home? Mm-hmm. What are you looking, you know, how much payment can you afford each month? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no right size, you know, oh, this is the perfect sweet spot. I think there's probably a sweet spot for every borrower, for every member. It's just not going to be the same for every person. I think that's really wise. And I think everyone uh, listening can kind of relate there. We're all in different uh, stages in our own, uh, our own stories of our life. And knowing that it isn't just a one size fits all, because sometimes you're right, we hear uh, it's got to be one way and then or no way. And I think it's good for our listeners to recognize that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Now, one thing that I, I just wanted to bring up too um, that we've we've done several um, episodes around mortgage related things mm-hmm. and the one constant that we hear through every single podcast is uh, talking to a loan officer and getting your questions answered. Don't just assume you what your your parents have said or what a friend said is going to be the same for you. And so uh, if listeners are uh, out there, you know, questioning and have a lot of questions, remember, like, seriously, talk to a loan officer, get that process started there so you can ask those questions. You know, LMCU has a, like you said, a huge number of loan officers available all over our communities and uh, they want to answer those questions. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, we live in an age right now, right, where everybody wants to go out there and do their own research. So much is at our fingertips online and I can research down payments and I can research, you know, credit scores and, you know, debt to income ratios and all of that. And that's good to have that knowledge. But like I mentioned earlier, everybody's story and everybody's scenario is different. So to interpret how those things that you're reading apply to you and what that means personally for you and your family, I think you really do need to meet with a loan officer. And, you know, our loan officers love doing that. They love meeting with our members. They love kind of trying to find the right product and program that's going to meet your needs. 
Sure. So, you know, whether or not you, um, you know, walk into one of our branches, we've got loan officers in all of our branches. You go online to lmcu.org. You can search for a loan officer there, find one that's convenient. You can schedule an appointment. It can be face-to-face, over the phone. You know, you name it, we're going to find a way to walk you through this process. And, and let me ask you one other question, because I'm, I'm just even for my own self and maybe for what maybe some listeners are thinking, too. Just because you're getting in touch with a loan officer does not mean that you have to be truly active or really ready to buy a home, right? Absolutely not. You know, we're not going to, you know, ask for your firstborn child or, you know, <laughs> you know, your, your blood type or anything like that. No, I mean, it is really just that. It is just a discussion yeah. and there is no commitment. You're not signing any paperwork. You're just saying, listen, tell me what this means for me. If this is how much I want to put down, what does that look like payment wise? And, and for many people, it's wanting to know before they even start that home search process, how big of a home should I be looking for? Sure. Right? right. You know, I'm I'm watching HGTV all the time and I see these <laughs> homes and they're gorgeous. And can I get that for 150000 Or do I qualify for 300000 And I don't think the common person or the everyday person knows how much home they qualify for. Yeah. yeah. So before you start that home process and you get your, um, your sights set on a home and you get your heart set on a home that you can't afford or vice versa, sure. you're, you're selling yourself short and you're saying, oh, I can only afford this when really you could probably afford a little bit more. Um, that's really important. Yeah. And no loan, it's, you know, no commitment, just, a, it's just a discussion. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause you'd hate to be out in the market looking at a $300,000 home that you absolutely love only <laughs> to find out you only get pre-qualified for 225 or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That'd be heartbreaking. There goes like. the granite countertops. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> install those right. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good point, Kelsey. <laughs> um, and, and I think it's also, you mentioned just getting uh, in touch with a loan officer to ask those questions, just to learn more. We don't always, uh, get taught what we need to know going into a situation. And if you're thinking about these things or you're setting goals to uh, uh, eventually accomplish, it's good to get more information from an expert who can help you set healthy goals and maybe steps to get there, especially like you mentioned with like DTI and understanding Mm -hmm. like, what of uh, the debt that I have is going to hurt me and what is not going to hurt me in that process. And I think it really brings us to uh, the next little tip that you had mentioned is, you know, understanding a little bit more about your DTI. Sure. Yeah. I mean, DTI, we use a lot of acronyms in the mortgage business, but DTI stands for debt to income ratio. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that we're looking at to say, okay, what's your income that your family is bringing in on a monthly basis? How much of that is then going out towards debts, including your mortgage payment, car payments, credit card bills, and things like that. And, you know, there are ranges, you know, that you'll want to see, you know, for approval, you know, 36 to 40 to 43 is probably, you know, where you want to be in that range. Um, But once again, lots of other factors that figure into that, how much money are you putting down and and different things. But what you really want to look at and say, and a loan officer can help you with this, because you might come to them to have that initial discussion that we were talking about. And they might say, wow, you've got a lot you know, you're kind of, you know, stretched thin right now. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a plan. Why don't you work for the next couple months, pay down these credit cards, pay off these credit cards, pay off that car loan, mm-hmm. and then come back and see me. Yeah. Right. 
or you might find that you need a little bit of credit repair. Maybe you've had a couple blips on your credit, you know, a few late payments, things like that. And that could hurt you. Sure. That lower credit score could hurt your interest rate and it could, you know, be a little bit more costly. Um, and so loan officers are going to be able to do that for you. They're going to be able to give you that advice to say, you know what, spend the next couple months doing, you know, A, B, and C. Sure. Or even if you don't have the down payment, here's what you can do to save, you know, X number of dollars every month. So they're really there to be that financial guide. Yeah. Partner, the process. it seems like. Yeah. 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 Someone that's really going to partner with you and, and help you achieve the goals yeah. for, you know, home ownership. I mean, let's be honest, buying a home is an extremely emotional experience yeah. for sure. Right. Yeah. It's one of the biggest purchases you're ever going to make in your life. It's highly emotional and we're the experts. We need to walk people through that. I've even seen people that I've worked with for years in the mortgage business. All of a sudden, everything they know goes out the window when it's their own personal loan, <laughs> right? Sure. Because it's so emotional. Yeah. And so we have to keep that in mind when we're working with our members that for some of them, you know, we do this every day. They're doing this once every one, you know, 10 years. That's or true. maybe even for the first time. Yeah, or Good the point, first time. Kelsey. Yeah. yeah, or for the first time. And so they don't know what to expect or if they haven't done it in 10 years, you know, guidelines, things have changed. So we really have to put ourselves into their shoes and say, mm -hmm. okay, you know, we need to break this down and make this, you know, stop using those acronyms and stop <laughs> talking that mortgage <laughs> jargon and really make it um, an enjoyable process for them. For sure. Yeah. And so, I think a lot of people get, you know, nervous about talking to a loan officer in the first place if they know, oh, my credit score is already low. I don't have a 20% down payment. They don't even bother talking to somebody. They just say, I'll keep renting until I get this figured out. But I mean, it makes sense to just have the conversation. And like you said, they can give you a plan of action for the next however many months right. um, yeah. to get you to that home ownership stage. Well, and even to that point, you know, um, with credit scores, there may be certain um, certain loans you own that would be better to pay off first rather than something else that won't impact as much for the loan process of buying a house. So I think you're absolutely right. Getting in touch with uh, somebody to really help understand what should I attack first and really create mm -hmm. that ABC list that you mentioned, Meg. Um, and I just wanted to also uh, let listeners know, um, as we move beyond DTI, um, we did have a great podcast, uh, our last episode with Alicia Force, who came in, talked about DTI as well. And uh, if you're looking for more in-depth understanding of what debt-to-income ratios look like and how it affects you, check out our last podcast. Um, and, you know, we are also looking at, uh, in the near future, future, a podcast more dedicated around the more in-depths of credit scores. But um, as we're still on that topic, Meg, uh, can you help me understand uh, how credit scores really are a component in the process? Sure. I mean, there's, you know, there's the, the C's that you talk about. It's, you know, credit, collateral, um, collateral being, you know, the home that you're buying, the value. Credit is, is, a is an important component, right? We want to see people that have established credit that, you know, you don't need to have a ton of it, um, but you have to show that you can make payments, you can make them on time, and that you can, you know, pay your, um, your bills responsibly. So we are looking for that. Um, that's not to say that if you've ever had a late payment that, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. That's not the case. But, you know, credit scores, I would say, you know, a 720 credit score and up is great. Really good means you you know you're handling your debt responsibly and and so forth. 
if you're under 720, doesn't mean that we can't help you. Um, we might need to do things a little bit differently. You might need to put a little bit more money down. You know, the rate that you pay might be a little bit higher, but, um, you know, 720, I would say if you have a 720 credit score or higher, you're in really good shape. Sure. Um, if it's below that, um, like we, like Kelsey and I were talking about, you can always have a loan officer kind of advise you some things that you could do to your point, Brett, what should I pay off? What should I pay off sooner? That would help me improve that score. Sure. And, and, and we'll get there. But it is a component. I mean, credit is a big component, right? We're lending out mm -hmm. a, a sizable chunk of money, and we want right. to make sure that you have the ability and the responsibility to pay it back. For sure. So I have a question for okay. maybe some of our younger millennial audience uh, with a, a lot of student debt. Do you think it would be wise to be looking into getting a house, or should you maybe think about getting the student debt taken care of first? I don't think student debt should be um, a deterrent because depending upon um, the type of loan, student loan that you have, and if it's deferred, that might not even affect you in your DTI ratio um, to get a mortgage. Now, if you want to get that loan paid off and all your excess funds are going towards paying off those loans as opposed to saving for your down payment, then, you know, that might be something, you know, to focus on. But we help many people um, with student loans and uh, you know we have a great doctor loan program too and we help a lot of doctors that have a lot of debt in their student loans <laughs> sure. right? Let's just be right. um, and you know we've got programs for that as well for you know through our um, doctor and dentist program that defer um, and we don't count some of those uh, student loan payments so that should not stop people whatsoever yeah that's great and, and I think that it was a, it's a great question because I think there are a lot of um, younger audiences uh, listening right now that are in maybe that stage where, you know, yeah, I'm 25, I'm maybe a couple years out of college now, and I am ready to make a step towards homeownership. But geez, I got what seems like a lot of, of you know, student loan debt piled up and all the rest. But one thing that I, I just want to touch on again, Meg, that you said is, uh, we're here to help people. It's not just, it's not a business transaction. We want to make sure we're setting everyone up for success because nobody wants to lose their home. Nobody wants to have that happen on both sides, whether it's the, you know, the banking industry or the people themselves. And so we have a, just a, a moral responsibility to really make sure that we are helping people uh, make the best decision that's going to set them up for the best success, which I think is one of our, our strongest parts of who we are. Absolutely. And I, you know, we see that with our members um, and you, you know, you'll look at some of the loans that we do and these members, this is their third, fourth, fifth loan with us, wow. mm -hmm. right? They keep coming back to us and, you know, we might've helped them when they were just starting out with their, you know, first time home, and their family's grown and they've come back to Lake Michigan because of the advice and the service and, and all of that that they received. So absolutely, um, we're in it for the long term. It, it's a partnership. It's not a transaction to us. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Do you have any um, tips for today's market in particular, being that it's so competitive right now? Um, kind of going in as a first time home buyer or a fourth time home buyer, whatever it might be how to kind of like navigate that market or things you should be doing differently. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is very competitive right mm -hmm. now, um, you know, particularly in the Grand Rapids area where we're located. You know, mm -hmm. lot, not a lot of inventory um, right now, especially in 
um, you know, some if you're a first-time home buyer, especially in some of those first-time home buyer markets. What I would suggest, and I think is really important, mm-hmm. and we touched on this earlier, is work with a loan officer and get pre-approved. Mm. Yeah. Right. Because if you're one of, you know, five offers on a house mm-hmm. and you can show that you have a pre-approval, you've already met with a loan officer, your offer is going to be much more solid and the seller's are going to be much more apt to look at your offer. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have the highest offer, but you're pre-approved and they know, okay, this is a sure thing. Right. You're going to have a better chance of doing that. And realtors love that too, right? Um, they love, they want to make sure that when they're going out and showing homes and spending their evenings and their weekends showing a home to somebody, they want to know, like you said earlier, Kelsey, you know, why am I looking at $300,000 homes if I can only afford a $225,000 right. home? So it helps that process to know what you're looking for, how much you can qualify for, strengthens your offer. Mm-hmm. And I think it really helps improve your partnership too with your realtor. And, you know, let's not leave them out of this equation either because right. another huge important part of the process, you know, yes, as we mentioned earlier, so much information out on the internet, right, that you can look and say, oh, I can find homes. But I can tell you 100% that realtors make the transactions so much smoother. Yeah, They're they going to be able to help do. you, guide you through the process. And, you know, it's not just about, oh, that's, a you know, they showed me a pretty home. What they do behind the scenes to help you, just like we do on the financing side, they're doing it on the negotiation side. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're definitely a, a key partner in the whole transaction. So sure. find a good realtor, get pre-approved. Um, and be ready to act fast. Yeah. Because the houses sure. are not staying on the market very long. <laughs> no. Oh, man. How far in advance should you get pre approved before you start looking for a house? Hmm. I mean, it could be, it's a great question, but it could be, you know, six months. It could be a year. You know, you could, it might take that long sometimes to find the house that you mm-hmm. want. Sure. You know, we're going to want to update that. Um, you know, we're going to want to re pull your credit. If we didn't pull your credit, you know, the last time we did it was a year ago. We might want to do that again right before you put in your offer. Make sure you haven't done anything crazy with your credit since Mm -hmm. the last time we met. But, um, you know, some people, if they're just starting out, they might have no idea what they qualify for. So talk to somebody now, get that. You know, there's a difference between um, I just want to have a conversation with a loan officer and sit down. And as we were talking about before, it's not scary, no commitment and being pre-qualified. So you can have that conversation and just kind of have that verbal with a loan officer. But then if you really want that sheet of paper that says, I've been pre-qualified for $250,000, you're going to need to supply a little bit more information to the loan officer um, to get that. But there's really no right or wrong as to when to do that. It just depends on how serious you are and at what point you are in your search. Makes sense. For sure. Well, I... Got to tell you, I so appreciate uh, just those those different suggestions and and just helping our listeners understand the process a little bit more. And really, I think if if anything, it makes it seem more obtainable and more um, of a process that is not going to be difficult. It's not going to be like going to the dentist. I'm not going to yeah. diss on dentists <laughs> out there listening, but, but you some know, people aren't fans. But some people <laughs> aren't right. fans, and. Uh, <laughs> And I think I, I really hope that listeners realize that we want to be partners with them in this process and help them achieve the goals that they are setting for them themselves and their family. So 
Thank yeah. you so much for being on our show and helping with that uh, and answering those questions. Definitely opened my eyes. So yeah. I learned a lot just, just well, okay. in this conversation. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we've taken the, the scary myth out of uh, getting that first mortgage. So. For sure. For sure. So listeners, remember, uh, whether you're pre-qualified and ready to start shopping or just starting out and have questions, uh, you can head over to lmcu.org slash mortgage. Uh, you'll at, on our website there, you can find out more about um, how you can finance that dream home you've been wanting um, and also connect with uh, several of our uh, expert loan officers uh, that could be right around your, uh, your corner in one of our local branches. So um, check us out. So awesome. Uh, well, that ends this portion of the show, but we are going to uh, be heading into our most favorite part where we get to ask some trivia questions. Yeah. My anxiety level is raising as this music comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Already nervous about the trivia. <laughs> yes. Well, and uh, we are excited because Kelsey is going to be on the hot seat again with you because she won last time. And uh, the pot now is up to $100. So uh, for listeners that uh, may not have uh, heard us before how this works, uh, every podcast, there's $50 up to grab uh, that can go towards a nonprofit that we support. Um, as again, we are all about that kind of uh, way of helping the community. And if we win, it goes up to 100 and it goes up to 150 and it pools up and keeps compounding until our, one of our listeners, or excuse me, one of our guests win. Um, so without further ado, let's get started. That's the scary music. That's okay. the scary one. Is there like a buzzer or something here that I need? Yeah. So or... let me uh, kind of break down the rules <laughs> here for you. Here's how it works. Um, we will have a race to the best of three. Um, each of you will buzz in with your name. So you will just call out your name. And the first person to do that gets the chance to answer the question. If you get it wrong, the steal is on the table. Okay. And it will give the other person an opportunity to uh, to get the point. So, um, tiebreaker will result to uh, a few additional questions if we have to as well. And um, let's see if we can win a hundred dollars for a nonprofit today, Meg. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No okay. pressure. If you lose. Okay. All right. Here we go. First question. What? MTV Music Show premiered in 1998. Crickets. Meg. <laughs> Real world. I'm sorry. <sighs> that is that is incorrect. I was uh, five in 1998. <laughs> I wasn't so, sure when I was pulling uh, these questions, I had to <laughs> remind myself of that. Um, uh, no clue. <laughs> do I get a second guess? You can, but it won't count. Okay. I don't know the name of it, but they were sitting at the couch thing with the remote control. Oh, there's that one as well. I can't no? remember the name of that one, but what it was, the answer is Total Request Live, TRL. With Carson uh, Daly. Oh, yeah. Yes. That no. actually started in 98. Yeah. That I would had... have been four. I, I definitely didn't know that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the show was on for several years after, in fact. I was okay. an avid watcher at five years <laughs> old. Yeah. 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 And I was going to say my excuse is I had a newborn. So we've got a four-year-old, a five-year-old, and I had a newborn. So there you go. there's my excuse for not knowing. <laughs> All right. 
That's okay. There's plenty of other questions left. I hope they get easier. <laughs> <laughs> that was the easiest one. That was the easiest one. Okay. <laughs> All right. What was the name of Ross and Monica's dog when they were kids? <laughs> I should know this. I think we rewatched all of Friends during quarantine, yeah, too. Yeah, I've watched all of Friends um, like 17 times. <laughs> this is so specific. Um, I'm not even guessing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sparky? Oh. <laughs> It was Chi-Chi. Oh, man. Oh, yep. That sounds right, but no, wouldn't have gotten that. <laughs> no, that was not even. That's that, okay. No, not at all. <laughs> all right. You can give us another friend's question. Yeah, the yeah. question should have been, what are all the friends' names? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yep. All right. All right. So here's where we stand. <laughs> we have asked two out of three questions. Zero the zero. score is still zero, zero. <laughs> so what if you have and we both don't know? So. <laughs> This is going to go one of two ways. Either one of you is going to win or we're going to be having to ask another question. So let's see what this question brings. We're really good at this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, it's a lot harder being on this side of the microphone than that one. That's true. I, I get okay. to actually see the answer. Yeah. You're okay. right. Yeah. That is true. I want to come back yeah. and ask the questions. <laughs> we would be happy to have you back to ask the questions. That would be awesome. Okay. All right. Last maybe question. What was the first feature-length Disney animated film that was released? It's a weird way that this sentence said. Kelsey? Kelsey? Snow White? Yay! That is correct. The longest pause to find out if I was right or not. <laughs> That's impressive. It was Snow White. I was obsessed with Snow White as a kid, so that's the only reason I know that. <laughs> well, and I had some other tough ones here coming up next, but uh, I probably had a, a question that both of you probably would have gotten because it's a little more uh, modern, but I'm going to just give it to you. Uh, okay. What was the number of Twitter's original character limit? Oh. Wow. 140 something. Paul, you, you're open. Was it 140? Now it's 280. I want to say 98. Okay. Oh, one the of original. You, one of you is correct. It, I, I don't think it's me. You're correct. It was 140. <laughs> okay. So I was like, maybe there was a shorter character limit before 140 that I'm not aware of. I don't use Twitter. I, never I don't did, either. So. Oh, man. Well, right, you got to make the questions easier. I, yeah. I, I, no kidding. I mean, yeah. I, you know I threw a friend's question in there. I thought yeah. that was going to be a, a very specific yeah. one. Okay, <laughs> that's true. But all the other ones were so like easy. Like, what's Phoebe's song? You know? Smelly cat. <laughs> that's why I didn't ask. <laughs> Although that could have been fun to see who gets the buzzer. Yeah, then it's a, it's a game of who can answer it faster. That is yeah. true. Right. Well, I might have to change my tactic for next podcast. So uh, for those listeners, uh, check out the next one. It might uh, just be a little more heated. So. One of the listeners is probably screaming out Chi-Chi in their car because they know. They know. Chi-Chi, <laughs> come on. How do you not know that? Yeah. So anyway, uh, thank you again, Meg, for being on the show. Uh, that means $150 now for the next uh, guest that we have on the show. 
uh, the pot will just keep uh, building up until that point, and we'll make that donation to uh, one of our nonprofits. But uh, yes, thank you again. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun. We'll have you on again for sure. Okay, sounds good. Have a great day. Yes, thank you so much. And uh, just for everyone listening, uh, be sure to subscribe, follow, share. Let people know that you like what you're hearing on Wallet Wisdom. Um, We want to also hear from you. Uh, Remember, uh, Wallet Wisdom is designed for you that are listening. We want to help break down any questions or topics uh, that you want to learn about and uh, explore. And uh, we want to be able to help with that. So um, be sure to leave us a comment. Let us know what you would love to hear more about and uh, certain topics. Thanks for listening. The information provided in this podcast by Lake Michigan Credit Union is general education or marketing in nature and is not intended to be accounting, legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Statements of individuals are their own, not LMCUs. All topics discussed are information of a general nature and do not address the circumstances of any particular individual or entity. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation. As of the date of publishing and any future date this podcast is broadcast, all rates, fees, payments, or other specific figures discussed are subject to change and are dependent upon your specific financial situation. All loan products discussed are subject to credit and collateral approval. You alone assume the sole responsibility of evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any information or other content in the podcast before making any decisions based on such information or other content. In exchange for listening to the podcast, you agree not to hold LMCU, its affiliates, or any third-party service providers liable for any possible claim for damages arising from any decision you make based on information or other content made available to you through the podcast. For more information on any of the content discussed in this podcast, please visit LMCU Copyright Lake Michigan Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender, LMCU, NMLS ID number 442967.